Welcome to Get in the Ring with DJ D Coops and B Smut on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. It's time to get in the ring with DJ D. Cooks and Steven Plyler, everybody. The Beeb is here. Oh. He's ready to watch two of the greatest matches, maybe of all time, but maybe of the one of the last year. I voted it my number one match of the year of, of 2019, and then one of 1992. High praise. High, High praise. praise. High praise indeed. I love it. I'm getting excited. You're getting excited. I'll send you the links to both of these in the chat. Because it's in the drive, but. In the drive. All right, let me get in the driver's seat here. We'll watch the Star versus Devlin match first. Yes, we are watching Jordan Devlin versus David Starr today. And, of course, we are watching Kenta Kobashi and Tsuyoshi Kikuchi versus Dan Crawfat and Doug Furness from All Japan 1992. Sorry, Dan. I gotta move your head. Your your head on my Skype was blocking my uh, my opening of the drive. I hope you didn't get a headache. No, I didn't get a headache. Good. I tried to be gentle. The beam is a teacher. That's right. So, how does this impact COVID nineteen impact you? Great question. I am. Well, I'm on spring break right now, so it's business as usual. But coming up in the coming months, I am looking to a shift to virtual, distant, cyber learning, whatever you want to call it, via the because computer. in our state today, in our state today, Governor Wolf, ha, where Wolf the London. <laughs> Decided, decided to close the schools. Shout out Warren Zevon, RIP. Decided to close schools for the rest of the year. They had previously been closed indefinitely, but now it is definite. So we're going to shift. We're going to shift from classroom to, to cyber. I like cyber because when you say classroom to cyber, you're still using the C and the C. No, I know it's not alliteration because 
classroom is a hard C and cyber is a soft C for all my brainiacs can't out there. Find it? No, I can't find it. We're trying to kill time because I can't find the drive. Oh, let me send you the drive. This is podcast one on one, folks. It's podcast one on one. We we can't find the drive. I have to send the you next thing we were going to talk about was I had a eggplant parmesan for lunch and Danny had a Italian hoagie. So we were both we are both showing solidarity for our Italian brethren. Shout yeah. out Santino Morella. Shout out Santino indeed. Did Beef watch WrestleMania? Beef did not. Um, he has grown unhappy with the WWE product. And uh, you don't know this, but that's a big deal right there. I just called it WWE. I used to be a stalwart in calling it WWF, even after they changed the name. But uh, I am trying to socially distance myself. And I have actively been doing that from the WWE for about three years now. I, I have grown weary and bored and tired and nauseated. And a plethora of other adjectives for the WWE and their product. And I downloaded WWE, uh, the app, when it first came out. And I had the network. And I was loving it. But I just was sick and tired of every result over the years. So I got rid of it. So now I don't have access to it. Um, I obviously read a lot about it still. Bleacher Report does a good little synopsis of every show for professional wrestling. Did so, you hear about the Firefly Funhouse match? I did. I didn't hear a lot in detail. I did know what happened. Uh, from what I heard from real wrestling fans, there was a lot of positives. Um, what are your thoughts on that, DQ? Uh, Tom and Chris loved it, my brothers. But I hated it because because it wasn't a real wrestling match. It was just a parody of wrestling. I understand. By the way, shout out to Tom and Chris, the redhead revelers, as they were once known, <laughs> in the mean streets of Cheltenham, Pennsylvania. Now in Will Grove. As they're quarantined with my sister, Erin. Well, and if you remember, they were forced to move over there because they got in that feud while whilst in Cheltenham with the uh, Cheltenham burglar. And remember, they lost the you-have-to-move match, so they were <laughs> echoed out to Willow Grove. Aren't you Not the Cheltenham burglar? The che- I am the Cheltenham burglar, and I dominate it. Uh, and now they're in Willow Grove, exercised like Napoleon in the island of Elba. They will never return. They they have a better chance. These are a bunch of inside jokes my listeners will not get. <laughs> but it does speak to my character. And let me say one more thing. They have a better chance of making it to Angel Grove, shout out to the Power Rangers, than they do of ever leaving Willow Grove. All right, Danny. I have the drive, by the way. I have the drive. Which one am I looking for, sir? David Starr. Who is from Abington? Got it. David Starr versus Jordan Devlin. Are you going to count us down? Three, two, one. And there's a promo video beforehand. 
Is it loading for you? It is up. I am running. How are you doing? Um, it's still at the wheel of death. Okay. I will stop at 10 seconds. I'll stop when, at 10 seconds. When you get to about 8 seconds, let me know, and then I'll click to sync us up. Okay. Okay. So, press play. Or we could just share screen. Okay. We could do that. Uh, you might have a you might have a lot of uh, lag. A lot of <laughs> lag. You need more bandwidth. As we, as oh, I might go to eight seconds right now. I had this up earlier. You know what? It might help if you turn off your video and just leave yes. your audio on. Yes. Turn I my think video. I might do that just just to uh, be proactive. Yes. I might do the same yes. Thing. Turn my video off. Turn That's your... a little trick of the cyber trade. Turn your video off too. I'm doing that right now. It's the little camera thing. Next to the microphone. Gotcha. All right. Okay, so let me reload it. Sure, sure. Uh, I have more than enough bandwidth. Because it loads oh. right away. David Starr versus Jordan Devlin from... Are you rocking with Comcast or Verizon over there? I think it's Verizon. Me too. Good choice. Yes. Yes. Hey, we're just. Yes. Yes. What do you Well, as Danny steps away for a private conversation, let's let's get something going in the meantime. Because I know dead air is not what we want. So just a little bit about my daily life since all this has gone down. I know Danny has stated, and we've talked about how I am a teacher. So I've been at home. I've uh, been out of school for this is the fourth week now. And getting everything off the ground, trying to get ready for some virtual distance, or as I like to call it, cyber learning. But uh, even with that schedule and, and still being at work, I definitely find more time. Obviously, I'm not commuting to and from work anymore. So it's kind of like, a, you know, if you want, you could just wake up and hop right into the, your day job. Uh, I have not had to even record myself or really pop up on that many Zoom meetings so i know there's a lot of talk about people are wearing shirts but maybe still rocking uh pajama bottoms or sweatpants things like that because no one sees your lower half but uh, i haven't even had to get to that point yet i'm still rocking out 
basically whatever I want. But we are ramping things up, getting ready for work. But the nice thing is, and since I am a, I'm a staunch follower of the rules, i.e. social distancing rules, stay six feet apart, wash your hands, clean commonly used or touched surfaces. I'm doing all that to the T. I have been getting out, going on walks, runs, hikes along the... I'm back. I'm sorry. Danny is back. No, it's all good, sir. I was just telling the audience about how I've been spending some of my time since this whole quarantine. So uh, I got my face mask. Awesome. That's fantastic. That is a great segue. I was just telling them how... Telling the audience how I've been getting out, going on walks and hikes and running and stuff on the trail. And uh, I, I definitely was I was talking about following the rules. So you having a face mask, that's definitely a great part of it. Going to the grocery store or somewhere where you can't stay six feet away from people. Getting that I'm mask is great. Seconds. All right, sir. I'm going to hit play. So... This is a great promo video to start off this. Oh, you see, this is very well done. Absolutely. of the people.
Where are you at? 420. 420. How about you? I'm right where you are. Perfect. I love this promo so far. Yeah, this is so good. This is on Austin um, Rock Levels promo. Yeah, this, I mean, this is better than anything I've seen coming out of WWE for years. I'm amped. Well Very done. Very simple, too. Very simple, straightforward. Creative in its simplicity. Sometimes WWE gets too complex when they need to just pull it back. So, Danny, what is the location and or venue of this match? The um, Ireland. The National – I think it's called the National Stadium or something. Okay. Um, it's a cool venue. Why, do you like this? Venue? I do. Looks different, doesn't it? Absolutely. I like that, though. You thought you were getting Devlin, and there it was, Star. That's a great move for an intro.
Oh, getting the double guns from that Irish wrestling fan from three of them. I love the intimacy. Very close to the action. Audience and wrestler. Yes. No guardrails. So personal. I, I feel like y you can just tell you're in for a great match. A lot of it's about the environment, too. Yeah, I can see that. As much as it is, this match is great, too. You're in for a great match, but... It's going to be an all-around great experience. From in-ring to atmosphere. I can tell. What's so unique about this is Jordan Devlin's their hometown hero. But he's getting booed out of the building. Right. So many shades of gray here. That is interesting. So I just had bit a bit of a glitch. Let me know where you are in the video. I think I, I lost about a minute. 1023. 1023. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm back. Thank you, sir. Great showmanship. 
One fall. Oh, baby. Bernie Sanders. He must be sad today. Yep, he was sad. This is a great environment. Absolutely. Everyone in that house is into it and feeding into it and feeding off of it. And they didn't lock up. I love <laughs> that. Get right to it. Get right to it. Referee rocking a ponytail. Love that, too. He's swinging. Just haymakers. Crossbody.
all the buildup coming out in those fierce strikes. Matching the entire story to the ring, just feeding everything. You're right, Danny, though. Great, great job not to, to tie up right away because everything that was just built up is so far spilling into the beginning of this match. Yeah. And, and the energy would have been ruined if they just walked up and did, like, a bunch of grapples. 100%. This pace, this action is just matching the fervor that was in that arena. audience very well orchestrated into those chairs. This is just intense. Very intense. 
almost as intense as the thunderstorm that's brewing outside. Oh yeah, there is a thunderstorm outside. I just looked outside, I'm like, oh! Oh yeah, it's rolling through. Just like this match. A lot of technicality going on in the ring right now. Wrist locks, elbow locks, arm locks. You knew the match would slow down a little bit. Yeah. For the sake of wrestlers, you know, you can't keep that pace for a full 45 minutes. But this is a this is a chance to obviously showcase that technical skill, which is always appreciated. Yes. The crowd's not lighting up, which is always good. Absolutely. Oh. Okay. as your old cat Sheba. <laughs> R.I.P. Sheba. She definitely wasn't afraid to pull those claws out. She wasn't. She was a cat that couldn't even be tamed by Joe Exotic. <laughs> Crowd is still tremendously against Devlin. Chance of you sold out. You sold out. As he popped up on that turnbuckle, he had about, I would say, anywhere from 60 to 70 middle fingers pointed in his direction <laughs> from the audience. I'm going to set the over-under for how many middle fingers he gets from the crowd at 1,400. Dan, you taking the over or the under? I would take probably a little under at 1,000. Okay. I'll go over. I'll go over. That whole building holds at least 2,800. So. <laughs> nice.
Oh. Oh, nice move there. Very nice. Holy shit. Holy shit. A suplex reversal to the outside falling on members of the audience and the concrete below. Almost at a 20 count here. Oh. 19 and a half, if you ask me.
Looking to square up here. Going to square up. Commentators coming at each other now. Holy hell. Do we have blood? Yeah, we do. Nice DDT. I love a DDT. <laughs> wow. Oh! JBL would be proud of that one. Absolutely. Water kicks. Headbutt into a running headbutt? Brutal.
Holy shit. Commentator saying that might be it. Barely got a one count. Oh, trying to steal one with a backslide there. Now the technicality and the brutality are mixing, and it is marvelous. Star not happy with the ref. Can't believe that he did not get the finish he wanted. Star crawling to that championship belt.
Ooh. Star pushes the ref, goes for a belt oh, shot. God. Devlin connects with a super kick instead, which could end up being good for Star because now he's not going to get DQ'd. And now the existential crisis goes to Jordan Devlin, who's like, now, right now, he has this, the same decision to make. Is their feud just going to boil over beyond the belt? Do they have that much hatred for one another? I think that's what this is showing right now, which further further extends the brilliant storytelling so far. I think this is also a, a brilliant move because it gives these competitors a chance to oh, catch the low breath. Blow. Hit him with the low blow. Go for a quick pin. And I think we are ready for 10 minute, a 10-minute finale, Dan. Buckle, buckle up. Get that seatbelt ready. We are going to be in for a treat. Referee gets a connects with the turnbuckle, trying to hold the and Devlin goes oh. for the low blow. Star getting the second base on Devlin. Wakes up just in time for a two count. <laughs> I believe in that kick out of another wrestler's finisher. Whereas WWE, they have the hardest time with that because the finishers mean nothing in that promotion anymore. But this is a very plausible. And it, it's great for the story. And you really see how tremendous that was. That Star was able to kick out of that. Well done. Take notes, WWE. Another one. Another one. Oh, no. Reverse into a submission maneuver. Oh, grabs the wrist before he can get to the. Oh, he gets to the ropes. I also love the respect for the ropes. I also think in WWE, too often you have the a guy gets the ropes and they don't break the hold. It's just old and tired. You got to have respect for the rules. 
Ooh. A FIFA soccer reference to the uh, video assistant replay. Thinking that maybe there was a tap before he got to the ropes. Clotheslined him into a 360. We gotta watch the post match too because the post match is great too. Absolutely, from start to finish. insult to injury. That's what I wanted you to say. That was fan-freaking-tastic. No doubt about it. What did you enjoy about, first off, your rating? Oh, the rating. Here we go. Uh, on my ever-changing rating scale, out of a possible seven stars, no <laughs> pun intended, I'm going to give it an 8.7. 8.7. <laughs> from, from from promo to entrances to beginning, middle, and end of the match, 
after the match. you gave five? Tremendous. Storytelling, a great arc, fed off the crowd and fed the crowd, and just a, a, a beautiful symbiosis. And how about your rating, sir? My... I gave it five stars. This was my match of the year last year. <laughs> I can see I, why. This is everything I want for wrestling. <laughs> like, this is everything I want. Like, like seriously. Like, like that, this is the kind of stuff that, keeps, that gets me passionate about pro wrestling. What what do you think stood out the most to get you to that point, to that feeling? The escalation of the match. It wasn't just a bunch of moves. It was just an escalation of the moves. Right. It always it always felt like it was moving onward and upward. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can't top ours. We can't top ourselves. Um, we'll watch the All Japan match next time. All right, that sounds good. I agree. This was a um, this was a great one hitter. I mean, I think you just hit on it, but this match definitely hits on every aspect of what you want out of professional wrestling. I think. I think this match encapsulated everything. Um, we both hit it. Every aspect of it. From not just in-ring, promo before, entrances leading up to the match, what happened after he won, what's happening now. He's being carried through the crowd on their hands. Yeah. To the, the the crowd just slamming hands onto that ring, the chants that were going on throughout the match. The crowd was very much as part of the match as as the wrestlers were. The commentators weren't as in. You, 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 WWE does not. WWE commentators are the worst, but I agree. I think. I think what you're getting at here is the commentators played a role in the match, but they understood their role. They let the crowd do their thing. They were they commenting. They played on real life stuff, like right. the WWE expansion into the UK, Donald Trump and Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Like it played over real life shit. And they. They didn't talk just for the sake of talking. They, they weren't trying to promote other things. I, I feel like you watch WWF, you watch a match that's not the first or last match of the night, and all you're hearing about is the other matches. Right. And with this, they played off of the feud between these two wrestlers as you said, they played off of the climate, what is going on with the promotion, because obviously that is a lot that was referenced in the promo and the build up to this match. Obviously, the independent, uh, the independent aspect versus 
you know, everything else that was going on. And they did not, they did not overshadow. They just played their part. The crowd played their part. Obviously, Star and Devlin played their parts. I think this was just, and, and they, they mentioned um, kind of an orchestra type, a symphony type analogy during this match. You just, everybody did what they needed to do. Everybody did what they needed to do. And the winner, the real winner, is us, the fans. Us, uh, as fans were watching it, it's like, it's, it, it makes you feel. Right. And that's, at, at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for. Like, when's the last time you felt like that in a wrestling match? Right. I agree. I, I think for me personally, as someone that has these great opportunities to hop on your podcast and get enlightened to a whole independent scene that I'm not normally familiar with, I think I haven't felt that way since Daniel Bryan won the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know that's not saying much. I'm not as hardcore. I think I've said it on these airwaves before. I'm, I'm more of that casual viewer who likes to keep up with everything. But uh, now you're right. This match definitely had it all. And this match definitely wants me, it wants me to stay more involved and maybe, maybe grow my fandom. So this was a, this was a great match for somebody like me to get into. So great choice, sir. Yeah, plugs. Uh, I tagged you on Twitter anyway, so. All right. <laughs> well, let's leave it at that. I'm the mystery man. If you want to find me, you'll find me. Go check out my man, D. Cooks. DJ D. Cooks on Twitter. DJ D. Cooks. Yes. So, so for that being, that was DJ D. Cooks. That was getting the ring, baby. Get in 